The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Hi, Mike Gibson, Gregory Lewis coming to you from ACC 2022, and we are talking about the meteoric heart failure trial. We're talking about uh, exercise tolerance in patients with chronic uh, congestive heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, HEF-REF. So Gregory, talk to us a little bit about you know, the overall study and what you found. Sure. Uh, thank you, Mike. So as you said, uh, the goal here was to understand the influence of omocanthamacarbal on exercise tolerance in patients with heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. Uh, to set the stage for this trial, we know that we have uh, incredibly effective therapies for heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. They reduce hospitalizations, they reduce mortality. Uh, but notably, if we look at the four pillars of guideline-directed medical therapy for heart failure reduced ejection fraction, none of them improve exercise capacity. We know that from studies that have been done with the beta blockers, even in Tresto and SGLT2 inhibitors uh, and spironolactone, we don't see changes in exercise capacity. And exercise capacity is really, if we think about impairment in ability to function and to perform physical activity, it really is one of the cardinal symptoms of heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. Even in patients that are not overtly congested and are not coming into the hospital, they experience exercise intolerance oftentimes on a daily basis. So this is an important uh, condition to target. And based on the results that uh, have come forward from previous studies with omocanthamacarbal, looking at direct effects on cardiac performance in terms of improvements in ejection fraction, reductions in NT pro BNP levels, and then the translation of those findings uh, in uh, looking at the galactic study where the combined endpoint of uh, first hospitalization for heart failure or mortality was reduced uh, in patients with omocanthamacarbal. The natural next question is, in this agent that improves cardiac performance, you know, can we improve exercise capacity as well? And while some of the medications we use for heart failure reduced ejection fraction do not have direct myocardial effects, including traditional neurohormonal blockade, if we have a drug that improves cardiac performance, you know, will it translate to improved exercise capacity? And we have some clues from uh, drugs like milrinone, for example, and, and other inotropic agents translating to uh, improved functional capacity, but of course we all know that they did not translate to improve outcome. So ideally- Those are inotropes, but this is more of a mitotrope, right? I mean, it's really improving some of the energetics. That's exactly right. So it, it should not be thought of as a, I guess to kind of parse the term a little bit, it should not be thought of as a calcitrope in terms of within the inotrope category. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but through improvement in, in energetics in the heart, uh, there has been a direct effect on 
you know, the performance of the heart itself in terms mm -hmm. of its its characteristics. And so, so there would be based on that mechanism, Gregory, there would be real no real surprise if you're able to improve uh, exercise capacity. And that's that's the hypothesis going into this. Um, and so our study uh, looked at 276 patients randomized in a two to one fashion to omicamptomacarbal or placebo. Uh, these are stable NYHA two and three heart failure class patients uh, with ejection fraction uh, that was reduced and they were followed for a period of 20 weeks uh, on omicamptomacarbal or placebo. They underwent uh, gold standard assessment of exercise capacity, use of cardiopulmonary exercise testing to measure peak VO2, and that was our primary endpoint. Uh, we did also look at uh, other endpoints derived from the cardiopulmonary exercise test, as well as, uh, as physical activity monitoring with accelerometry devices. So we tried to comprehensively capture the impact of this drug on the ability of patients with heart failure to function uh, based on the properties of the drug itself. So that was the, the, the kind of premise for the trial. Uh, we conducted this trial during the COVID pandemic. We were you know, certainly grateful to all the sites that participated in North America and in Europe for the successful enrollment uh, of the trial. Uh, we hypothesized that we would have an 85% completion rate in terms of the conduct of the cardiopulmonary exercise test uh, at week zero and at week 20. Uh, we exceeded those numbers in terms of completion of the protocol uh, in, in a valid format in terms of uh, doing the cardiopulmonary exercise tests at the beginning and the end of the trial. Uh, we also insisted that patients have evidence of maximum volitional effort. So a uh, we measured the respiratory exchange ratio to ensure that. So we, try, we tried to conduct the study in a highly rigorous manner. And the principal findings from our trial was that our peak VO2 primary endpoint uh, did not show difference between the omocamptomacarbal uh, treated patients and the placebo patients. Uh, this, this result does follow in the footsteps of other heart failure reduced EF pharmacotherapies that have shown improvement in outcomes without improvement in exercise capacity. So I think you appropriately asked, if you improve cardiac performance, shouldn't that translate to improved exercise capacity? And I think this is really an important question uh, that we're facing now in heart failure reduced EF because we haven't moved the dial on exercise capacity. Part of the reason I think is that these are patients that have been living on average with heart failure reduced CF for in excess of five years. And there are chronic effects on every organ system from heart failure, uh, whether it be your lung performance in terms of you know, repeated increased hydrostatic pressures in the left heart, skeletal muscle function we know is abnormal in heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, uh, you know, particularly chronically. And so if you change cardiac performance, one question that arises is how much do you have to increase the performance of the heart over a period of 20 weeks to overcome all of the, the ravages of heart failure, if you will, on each of the organ systems in the body that also play an important role in our ability to exercise. And so I think that's a question that, that may explain why you know, we, we are, have 
so much difficulty in terms of translating uh, pharmacotherapies into improvement in functional capacity, uh, particularly over relatively short periods of time. The body's amazing. It's an amazing adaptive uh, system. Uh, it's probably already auto-regulated, and this may have been just a little too little, maybe a little too late uh, in the whole process. Maybe earlier in heart failure, uh, you might see some difference, maybe with some higher doses, who knows? But uh, thanks for taking a great look at this first pass of this question, Gregory, and look forward to seeing what you have in the future in this regard. Thank you very much, Dr. Gibson. Okay. And thanks to all of you for joining us here from ACC 2022.